You're on EducateForLife.com radio with Kevin Conover. And if you listen long enough, your faith will become... Would you like to have a conversation with Kevin? Then call 800-243-9719. And now, here's your host, Kevin Conover. Bring your time. And bring your shame. Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My website is educateforlife.org. And if you've been paying attention to the news, you know there's a lot of um, kind of a cultural, I guess, war, you could say, that's going on in our country right now. There's all kinds of uh, arguments or, or cases, uh, legal uh, situations where people are arguing about whether or not um, religious freedom trumps uh, a person's uh, how they identify sexually or, or their sexuality versus uh, do uh, or does sexuality trump religious freedom? And one of the cases that was decided just recently on May 12, 2017, a Kentucky court affirmed a lower court ruling that recognized the freedom of Blaine Adamson to decide for himself the ideas and messages he wants to promote. Blaine is the managing owner of a promotional printing company, Hands-On Originals, in Lexington, Kentucky, and he's now spent more than five years tied up in legal proceedings because he declined to print shirts promoting the Lexington Pride Festival. To discuss this with me today are Blaine Adamson and also his attorney, Jim Campbell, who is with uh, the Alliance Defending Freedom. Uh, Guys, thank you so much for being on the show today. Hey, thanks for having us. Fantastic. Well, uh, Blaine, I wanted to kind of start off, go all the way back about five years ago and ask, how did this all get started? And uh, were you surprised by what was what was taking place? Well, definitely surprised, but uh, started with the phone call. I had the local um, Gay Pride Festival call us, asked about printing some shirts, and I just asked them what they wanted printed on the shirts. And once they kind of went over the details, I realized it was just something that my conscience uh, couldn't print. So I told them of another printer locally down the road who would honor the price. There's actually another printer that, that handles shirts where we can't print a message that we're asked to print. They're always willing to do it. So we referred them to them. Um, individual uh, hung up and Next thing you know, we're in a court battle, a media uh, blitz against us, a mayor comes out against us, and, and you know we've been dealing with this for five years. Now, can I ask you what it was they wanted you to print on the shirts? Absolutely. Um, basically, it was a, uh, I can't remember if it was a number five or six, it was a rainbow, and it said Lexington Pride. And basically, that's an advocacy for uh, uh, Pride, uh, well, you know the traditional pride events that you see the parade. Sure, sure. Now you're, and of course you're a Bible believing Christian, and you, for you, this would this would violate your conscience to uh, support this because uh, the, of the Bible's stance on uh, the issue of homosexuality. Well, right, right, because my belief, just as the Bible clearly says, is that sexuality is just between a married man and a woman, mm. and anything outside of that uh, is just something I can't promote. Okay, and some people would say, "Hey, why didn't you, uh, you know, why didn't you just print it? You're not, you're just running a business. You're not, uh, you know, this doesn't mean that you support it." Uh, how would you respond to somebody who said something like that? Well, I'm accountable to God for the things that I print. Meaning, I want Him to be pleased at the end of the day with the ideas that I promote. And so, if there's something I don't care what it is that falls outside the 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 lines of what I believe the scriptures clearly teach, mm-hmm. 
that's not something that I can promote in the example I've kind of given is I think Jesus would work with anybody. Yeah. You know, Jesus was a carpenter, but would he actually write on the, let's say he was building a table. Would he write something that contradicted his father's very words? Mm. I, I would say he wouldn't. And so as a, you know, a follower of Christ, we're called to love all people, but there's got to be truth in that also. Absolutely. So, um, again, went against my conscience, went against what I believe the scripture clearly teaches. And so it's just something I can't, I, I don't think God would be pleased with me promoting. Yeah. Now this has happened over five years, a five-year period. So what's transpired? I mean, we don't have a lot of time, but what's transpired over those five years? And um, what are some of the things that have come out for you or lessons learned or... Uh, what's the what's the encouragement you can give other Christians who are considering whether to whether to stand up and you know uh, do what's right or to kind of take the easy path? What's what's your thoughts on that? Well, I'd say the big thing. I've got three kids, and something that's very encouraging to me as a father and and my wife, we we see that our kids know there's a cost, mm. and Jesus kind of said that he's you know that if we choose to follow him, we're going to have to die to self. Yeah, and there will be a cost, and so my kids have seen. Hey, I've got to really weigh: Do I believe this? Do I believe the scriptures? Um, and I think it's a good thing that that my children have wrestled with to see that, you know, he's faithful, he's merciful, um, in all things. But yet, there's a cost in following him. So that's that's really been an encourage, encouragement to me personally. Yeah. Um. So uh, I mean, that's the first thing that that I would I would throw out there, and you know. If you look throughout the scriptures, there's always going to be times. I don't. The other Christians are talking about who are going to be facing this kind of decision. Yeah. Where we decide, are we going to follow the world and kind of mold God to look like the world, or are we going to follow what the scripture says and accept God for who He is and follow Him? And so, um, you know, as believers, we have to make that decision. Now, um, when you got when you got started on this. And you called up. Did you immediately call the Alliance Defending Freedom? No, it's it, that that was kind of an interesting story because a buddy of mine, uh, his dad called us, and we had no attorneys, we had nothing, we didn't know what we were doing. And uh, he said, you know, you may want to call this this ADF company, uh, this group that kind of helps out. And I thought, yeah, well, maybe I should look it up. Well, then uh, someone had walked in uh, just just a little bit later. And they said they were with Alliance Defending Freedom. So I was like, hey, oh, wow. <laughs> tell me about it. So I walked down there, and it was great because, I mean, I literally was at the point with the media calling um, uh, and just all the stuff that we were dealing with. I didn't know to turn right or left. And they kind of said, look, we'll take over from here. You know, you run your business. Do what you're supposed to do and just making T-shirts, and we'll, we'll take care of the media and the legal side of this. And it was great. I mean, I... I truly believe, and I know I don't want to sound be like Christian cheesy, but I mean, I really feel like God had kind of laid that out at that moment to where I could let it go and just go back to doing what, what I enjoy doing. Mm. And um, so I'm very thankful for those guys. That's fantastic. And uh, through this process, through this five-year process, were you confident that you were going to come out ahead, uh, that you were going to win? I mean, were you expecting uh, the decision to take place on May 12th that did, or, or was that uh, kind of back and forth what was uh, going on there? No, I mean, especially at the very beginning, I figured we, I mean, I have to be honest, I just thought we would probably lose the case. I mean, this was right at the beginning. Yeah. Um, not really knowing the, the legal ramifications of everything. Um, I just knew it was something that, that I had to do regardless. Um, 
but in terms of the the ruling that just came out now of course i feel like i'm a professional lawyer now after five years. <laughs> but the 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 so i did at this point i felt like understanding the law a little better um that that you know we as americans should have the freedom of conscience to be able to you know decline messages no one should be forced to print a message they don't want to print i don't care who you are yeah uh, as americans so i kind of understand a little better and was hoping that it would it would go this way um, so hope that answers your question. Yeah, that does answer my question. Um, and it, and I want to uh, talk to uh, Jim uh, when we come back. Jim Campbell is attorney for ADF, who's um, supported Blaine uh, through this. Uh, as far as I understand it, pro bono. Um, you know, there's a lot of cases around the country that have taken place over the past years, uh, and and as this has become more and more heated, we have Kelvin Cochran, who was uh, fired uh, as a fire chief because of what he wrote in a devotional um, uh, that sexuality, sex was only between a man and a woman. Um, we also have uh, the couple up in Oregon, Aaron and Melissa Klein, who had a bakery who uh, were fined $135,000 um, because they wouldn't uh, bake a cake for a homosexual uh, wedding. And so um, we're going to be coming right back. But uh, Jim... My question for you is, is what makes this case different? And is this a precedent-setting case? Um, What does this mean for the future of of these sorts of situations? Uh, Does that make sense, what I'm asking, Jim? It it does. I I think, um, you know, what makes this case different is that the court got it right. Um, okay. Yeah, that's, that, that, that's basically what makes it different. At the end of the day, no matter whether you're a promotional printer like Blaine or you're a cake artist uh, like the folks you mentioned in Oregon or any of these other um, creative professionals that are in these situations, you should have the right to operate your business and to live your life consistent with, with your faith and to decline to help promote or advance messages um, that you disagree with or participate in events like a same-sex marriage that, that you disagree with. And Absolutely. So, um, so yeah, that at the bottom, at the end of the day, that's really what separates these cases is that simply in this case, the court got it right. And in those cases so far, the courts have, uh, have yet to answer the question the way they should. Okay. My guests today are Blaine, at Blaine Adamson and Jim Campbell. Oh, I also have in studio David Jones, who's facing a, who faced a similar situation here in San Diego County. We're going to continue this stu- discussion right when we get back. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. What do leading local restaurants have in common? They depend on Express Fix Coffee for new and used coffee and espresso machines, repairs, and affordable monthly service. Dave Martin and his local team provide water filtration services too. Call San Diego's best espresso repair company, serving your home and business. Learn more online at expressfixcoffee.com. Call Express Fix Coffee at 619-867-3853. 619-867-3853. 
How can you live in San Diego and miss out on enjoying the water? Fast Lane Kayaking sells popular Hobie Cat kayaks that you pedal, not paddle. That means your hands are left free for fishing and fun. Just throw these on your roof rack. They're light and they're easy to use and maintain. Just rinse them off. Try one free on a demo ride. For 36 years, Ron and Debbie Lane have served San Diego with fun, family-friendly water sports of all kinds. Learn more. FastLaneSailing.com. 619-222-0766. When you need tires or service, count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 730 to 530, and Saturdays, 730 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631. I will cast my cares on you. You're the Thanks for listening today. This is Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My website's educateforlife.org. You can pick up a recording of this show and previous shows on our YouTube channel, also on our podcast. You can check those all out. Uh, All kinds of uh, interesting shows. Recently interviewed Dr. James Tor, one of the top 50 scientists in the world, on the evolution creation debate. And uh, he says there is absolutely no evidence for evolution scientifically. So uh, check that out when you get a chance. My guests today are Blaine Adamson and Jim Campbell. Jim is an attorney for ADF. Uh, If you are having trouble as a Christian, you feel like um, you're facing discrimination or persecution or whatever that might be, if you're having trouble running your business or whatever it might be, adflegal.org, adflegal.org. They're an incredible organization that will actually um, reach out and defend you in in many cases for free. Jim, uh, how does ADF defend people for free? That seems like a, you've, you've been doing this for five years, and uh, h- how does that work out? Well, we, we have a lot of people throughout the country that believe in what we do, and so we're, we're funded by thousands of, uh, of donors throughout America, and thankfully it enables us to identify people who are in need of legal help, people whose rights and, and religious freedom are being violated, and it allows us to step in and help them free of charge. That's fantastic. And how many attorneys are a part of ADF? Well, um, on staff attorneys, we have probably 50 to 60 of us. Um, and then in ter- we have an, uh, one of the things that we focus on is, is in our name, and that is alliance. We focus on building an alliance. And so we have what we call allied attorneys throughout the, the country, and we have over 3,000 of them. And so on staff, you know, we have about 50 or so, but throughout the country, we partner with over 3,000 attorneys that help us do the work that we do. That's so great. Um, I just had Dean Broyles, who actually is an ADF attorney here in San Diego, um, in the studio last week. So uh, please reach out to them if that's something you need to do. So Jim, um, you know, you said the difference in this case is that the the courts got it right. What's the argument from the other side? I, I mean... You know, I can hear people saying, well, yeah, but can you really discriminate against somebody if, if somebody from another race comes into uh, the store and uh, they want to promote something that um, violates a person's conscience? And, uh, you know, I, I'm just thinking off the top of my head here, maybe at an Italian festival and they, they don't like Italian festivals. Uh, what, what, it, is that legal for somebody to do something like that? How does that work? 
So what's important to understand is that in all of these cases, in Blaine's case, in the the cake artist case, and all the other ones that are going on, these business owners don't discriminate against classes of people. Uh, Blaine will happily serve folks who identify as gay and lesbian. He has served those people. Um, and he, he will gladly serve uh, people that identify that way in the future. That's not the issue for him. The question is, what message are you asking him to promote? If you're asking him to promote something that conflicts with his conscience, whether you identify as heterosexual or whether you identify as homosexual, it's something that he simply can't do. And so these cases don't involve uh, any form of discrimination. What they involve are people just trying to live consistent with their faith. And the other thing that's important to keep in mind is that this same freedom that protects people like Blaine and cake artists and florists throughout the country is a protection that applies to anyone. No American should be forced to promote ideas that they th- disagree with. And so, for example, if you were to turn the tables and you had a, a lesbian uh, promotional printer who was asked to print messages, maybe shirts that said, you know, same-sex marriage is not okay. Uh, They should have every right to decline to print that message because that's not something that they want to support and that's not something that they want to lend their creative talents to. Mm. Um, And so this protection is something that protects all Americans and it's something that we all should be able to rally around. It's not something that's only for uh, people on one side of the political spectrum. So a photographer uh, who declines to you know, do the photography for a same-sex uh, wedding ceremony, um, are they also – because where's the – would somebody say that's a message they're, they're sending or would they say, hey, there's no message you're sending, you're just serving them? Well, that's certainly the argument that, that people on the other side want to make. But when you understand in the example that you raised, what – photography is, particularly wedding photography, you're telling the story of a wedding through images. And it's very well established in the law that that photographs are a form of First Amendment protected expression. Uh, You know, the the common saying, a picture says a thousand Mm. words. And so um, so all that to say, there, there really is a request in that situation to promote an idea, to tell a story, one about marriage that conflicts with, with uh, conservative Christian beliefs. And so even in those circumstances, the argument is still the same. I see. Now, is this case uh, uh, important as far as, is it a precedent-setting case as far as um, compared to a lot of the other cases that have not turned out or the court has got it wrong, uh, like you're saying? So um, in this case, it's a court of appeals, a state court of appeals that um, ruled on this question. So yes, it does provide some guidance um, for other courts to look to. Um, now, some of the other uh, cases that have been uh, decided so far have been state supreme courts, and so those are other cases that that some courts can look to. So yeah, I, I do think you know right now we have cases on both sides of this question. Mm-hmm. Blaine's case. The court got it right. The court upheld the freedom of everyone to uh, decline to promote ideas that they disagree with. And so these cases are all working their way up to one final destination, which is the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, I think over the course of the next five years, it's likely that the Supreme Court will take one of these cases and will weigh in and will provide clarity for the rest of the courts. But in the meantime, uh, I think we're going to continue to see the, the lower courts disagree on this question until ultimately the Supreme Court resolves it. So if somebody's concerned about these issues, how can they make a difference? How can they get involved in uh, making sure this goes the right way? 
Well, you mentioned earlier our website, which is adflegal.org. That's uh, A as in Apple, uh, D as in Dan, and F as in Freedom, um, legal.org. So they can get tons of information about uh, the cases that we have, the clients that we represent, the issues that we're engaged in, and they can also, if they're so inclined, can support us financially, which again, that's how we're able to represent people like Blaine free of charge. Mm. Um, and if nothing else, they can learn about what we're doing, see what God's up to through the Ministry of Alliance Defending Freedom, and pray for our cases and our clients. Yeah, spread the word. Um, you know, one of the issues that's kind of a hot button issue, it might, I have a, a friend uh, local here in San Diego who's in, in studio here with, we're going to continue the show after you guys are off the air, but um, so, uh, this issue is popping up all over the country too, is that um, people are saying, I identify as the opposite sex that I am, right? Or, or a different gender or uh, what's happening in New York where you can uh, uh, an employer can be fined if they don't call somebody by the gender of their choice. Um, does this have anything to do with religious freedom? Does this issue – is this a religious freedom issue um, or is this a, a, another issue altogether? I think there are a lot of ramifications for that issue and religious freedom. I'll, I'll, a few immediately come to mind. One is um, for a, a doctor. Uh, some uh, healthcare professionals might be in a position where they're asked to perform, for example, a hysterectomy on a woman who wants to uh, engage in so-called sex reassignment surgery to become a man. Mm. A person of faith could say, I can't in good conscience do that. Um, that's just not something that's consistent with my faith, with what I believe God teaches about uh, maleness and femaleness, and so that's not something I can do. So that that right there is a religious freedom question. Also, you mentioned the use of, of pronouns and, and, and um, you know, gender-specific names and yeah. terms. Uh, that's an issue that can be a religious freedom issue, too, because someone, again, could say, listen, I can't deny the truth about what I believe the Bible teaches about maleness and femaleness. I can't say something that denounces that truth or denies that truth. And so, again, there are religious freedom ramifications there, too. Very interesting. Okay, and I, I imagine ADF is going to be uh, involved in those cases as they come to the forefront and uh, they become more prevalent around the country. Um, I just want to thank you, Blaine, uh, so much for your stand, for the example you set. Um, that's a lot of perseverance uh, to go through that with your family when you got three kids and everything. Thank you for doing that. Hey, well, I appreciate it. And uh, Jim, thank you for what you're doing also. I know you guys uh, put in a lot of hours, a lot of work, a lot of volunteer time. That's a serious ministry. So I just want to thank you guys uh, both for being on the air. Um, You are truly heroes, and I'm sure God is going to bless you uh, both here and uh, and in the next uh, life, right? So uh, thank you so much, guys. Um, When we come back... We are going to be talking with David Jones, who is a teacher here in San Diego County, who was recently let go because he would not call a girl a boy, even though she wanted to be called a boy. And uh, he was kind of in a similar position to Blaine, but um, slightly different. Stay with us. We're going to be right back. Before I bring my need, I will bring my heart. Did you know that Denver Broncos quarterback Tim Tebow was homeschooled, along with all four of his siblings, by his mom, Pam Tebow? You're invited to hear Pam share how to successfully educate your children with a biblical worldview at San Diego County's only homeschool conference. Hear local experts as they give you the tools you'll need to help you teach your children. 
Don't miss the Educate for Life Homeschool Conference Friday and Saturday, August 4th and 5th, presented by the Creation and Earth History Museum in Santee, featuring worship with Michael Sanchez of The Voice, well-known local Bible teacher and radio host Tom Cantor, Pat Roy, creator of the Jonathan Park Creation Adventure audio drama series, and Educate for Life's Kevin Conover. Learn more, become an exhibitor, or register online now at Register Educate for life.com that's register educate for life.com hi this is jason hall president of team home loans a branch of synergy one lending i just want to take this opportunity to thank kevin conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students his knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith it's our honor and privilege to support kevin and his show it is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through kevin's radio show and through his educate for life teaching Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. This is Throughout All Ages Ministry with Joe and Stacy. We would like to equip you to share the gospel with confidence in a biblical and effective way. We would like to teach you through the proclamation of the gospel. Whether you're the skeptic, God who created you said that he has made himself known to you so that you are without excuse. One-on-one evangelism. How do you think you can get to heaven? Never really thought about it, but I've always thought of, you know, doing good. For more information, go to throughoutallages.com, like us on Facebook, or visit us at YouTube at Throughout All Ages. I'm giving it Thanks for tuning in to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My website's educateforlife.org. You can pick up a recording of this show or any past shows. If you missed the first two segments of our show, we had Blaine Adamson and also uh, Jim Campbell of the Alliance Defending Freedom on the show. We were talking about how uh, Blaine just recently won his case uh, after five years um, that he did not want to print a message on the shirts that he prints. He was a printer, and uh, he didn't want to print a message that celebrated um, a gay pride event in his uh, town in Kentucky. And not everybody wins those cases, but this is becoming more and more of an issue um, over time. And we want to approach this biblically. Um, we want to we want to look at what the Word of God says and then respond appropriately. We don't want to be unloving, so it's not as if uh, Blaine didn't serve homosexuals, people he disagreed with. Christ was very clear that he loved sinners, right? He said, I came to save the lost, not, not people that were already um, uh, good to go. And Christ made it very clear. Uh, um, he, the Bible says he spent time with prostitutes. He spent time with tax collectors, which were equivalent to thieves um, in that day and age. And so um, it's not that Adam, Blaine Adamson um, didn't love people or didn't serve homosexuals. He did. But when it came to endorsing a message that essentially said that this issue, homosexuality, is okay, he didn't want to support that. And um, there's a fine line there, but as Christians, we need to really think clearly about these issues because we don't want to endorse something that Christ says is wrong. Uh, but at the same time, we don't want to be unloving because Christ said the most important thing we can do is love people. So this is a difficult issue. And I have in studio with me a really good friend of mine. I've known him for quite a while now, David Jones. And uh, he recently was um, essentially uh, faced a certain amount of persecution. Persecution does have a technical de- definition. Persecution is any time a person's life is threatened, they're injured, or their ability to make a living is hindered because of what they believe. 
and uh, persecutions happening all around the world, um, even here in America today. And David, uh, thanks so much for being on the show today. Absolutely. So why don't you take us back to the beginning of what what happened, uh, and just tell us the story so our listeners can get a feel for where you're where this is local here in San Diego County. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So anyway, um, about a year and a half ago, I was a teacher in um, the uh, Sweetwater Union High School District here in San Diego. Um, I was a photographer teacher, and uh, I had a. Um, this I got is at a, a high school, right? This is at a high school, yeah. yeah. And um, I had a, I got an email one day from a counselor saying that I had a student that was choosing to identify as the opposite gender. She was, I knew her as a girl and she was um, choosing to identify as a boy. And <clears throat> I was um, actually pretty surprised and uh, had no idea actually would never have guessed. Um, not that that's relevant, but I, uh, yeah, I, I, kind of started to struggle with it. I I got the email after school hours and had, you know, thought about it, prayed about it and was thinking to myself, what, what am I going to do here? Um, actually I thought and prayed about it a lot that night and, uh, next day. And what were you wrestling over? What was the, what was, I didn't know what to do. Yeah. I honestly, I did not know what to do. I had, I knew this was an issue that I felt like could pop up at some point in time during my career as a teacher, but I just, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what the right thing to do. Would Jesus call her a boy? I asked myself, you know, and I got to be honest with you. I was a little bit stumped at first and, um, it was unclear to me. I'm almost ashamed to say that now, but at the time I was like, what would Jesus do here? There's not a verse on that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, I do believe scripture provides us with plenty of information that I've since uh, delved into, but I was truly unclear. What, what would Jesus do? Yeah. And, um, and why, what was it that makes you, or at the time, mm -hmm. what was it that you were thinking was maybe Jesus would um, just call her a boy, use uh, uh, male pronouns. What was going through your mind? I just, you know, we're taught, and, and almost, I hate to use the word fed, but we are fed so much this this uh, persona of Jesus that he's just this happy guy all the time and that he's super nice all the time and that nobody would ever have, you know, any sort of problem with Jesus if you ever met him. You know, that's yeah. kind of, and that's so not biblical because <laughs> he, he faced all sorts of personnel trouble, right? But um that's kind of what we're led to believe. Like he would just get along with everybody. And if yeah. you saw him walking down the street, you'd just immediately think he was the, and everybody would, you know, everybody walking down the street would be like, that's Jesus. I can tell. Cause I like him. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's what I was wrestling with is what do I, what would he do? And, and so, and if you were not, not to call her a, he, then you would be misrepresenting Christ because, Everybody loves Christ and exactly. he, he does what everybody wants. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's, I guess that's what I was thinking. Yeah. So I, I think a lot of people struggle with that too. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, uh, this is a constant issue in our culture is, you know, um, am I loving people enough or, or am I not loving people enough, you know, and, and it's not just the issue of homosexuality or gender identity. It's things like, Hey, a good friend of mine is calling themselves a Christian, but they're drinking, uh, you know, on Saturday nights, they're going out to parties and getting drunk. They call themselves a Christian. So what do I do now? Right? Yeah. Or they're, 
married, but they're not with their spouse. Yeah. How do you love them and still be a Christian at the same time? Yeah. So that's a real issue mm-hmm. that uh, everybody struggles it with. It is. It's yeah. a toughie. Yeah. So um, we were, uh, I got this email and I was thinking to myself, you know, what am I going to do? I prayed, thought about it, prayed about it. And I, I, in the email, it said that this student had decided not to change their name. And I thought to myself, okay, here's what I'm going to do. Now, was this a name like Pat or something that was like, uh, you could go either way, male or female? Um, no, they had, it was a female name, but they had decided not to change their name. They were only asking to be referred to by the other pronoun. So I, the name was going to so stay. So he the, instead of she, exactly. but it was still a female name. It was still a female name, but it, they said at this time, um, she had not. She had decided not to uh, change her name. So I thought, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to use only her name. I'm going to dodge it. I'm just going to use only her yeah, name. Yeah. Um, and that's how that's how I'll get around this. Now, um, at that time, were you thinking if I don't do this, I could be fired? You know, I was concerned. Yeah. This had come up in a document that I that I had researched uh, recently, and this this issue, and I knew what the district's policy was. So, um, yes, I, I was. It, it had entered my mind for sure. So I, I thought to myself, yeah, that, here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to use her name only and never use pronouns. Because you've got a lot of kids too, <laughs> right? So, oh, man. We, I had like 30-something 30, 30 kids per period. I had five straight oh, oh, periods. Well, no, I was talking about you have kids at home that you're taking care oh, of, right? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. I had I You had don't have 30 kids. kids at home. I don't have yeah. 30 of my own <laughs> kids, Kevin. No. But at the time, how many kids did you have? We had four with a fifth one on the way. Okay. And so this is a serious issue because – um, if you lose your job, you're providing for your family Absolutely. and everything. So Absolutely. that's a big deal. Big um, deal. So my guest today is David Jones. He is a, a resident here in San Diego County. He was a teacher uh, in the Sweetwater Union uh, School District. Uh, and and for 10 years, you had uh, been involved in off and on in the school district. Absolutely. Yeah. So when we get back, we're going to continue this conversation. And it's a real issue. You know, just like um, Jim Campbell said and Blaine Adamson said is that uh, there's a price to pay to follow Christ. And sometimes doing the right thing is not the easy thing. In fact, frequently it's not. And so, uh, as Christians, this is where we're at. And this is coming home to roost. A lot of people didn't anticipate these kinds of battles coming up, but they are, and we have to make a decision. Do I, uh, do I just go along to get along, or do I walk with Christ despite the difficulties that arise? Stay with us. We're going to be right back. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. 
This is Throughout All Ages Ministry with Joe and Stacy. We would like to equip you to share the gospel with confidence in a biblical and effective way. We would like to teach you through the proclamation of the gospel. Whether you're the skeptic, God who created you said that he has made himself known to you so that you are without excuse. One-on-one evangelism. How do you think you can get to heaven? Never really thought about it, but I've always thought of, you know, doing good. For more information, go throughoutallages.com, like us on Facebook, or visit us at YouTube at Throughout All Ages. When you need tires or service, count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 7.30 to 5.30, and Saturdays, 7.30 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631. Do you have one-button espresso machines in your home or business? They make delicious coffee drinks, but they're not maintenance-free. Express Fix Coffee is San Diego's source for coffee and espresso machine repair, sales, and service. Call Dave Martin at Express Fix Coffee for new and used espresso machines, repairs, parts, and accessories. They'll save you time and money. Call Express Fix Coffee at 619-867-3853. Learn more at ExpressFixCoffee.com. There's got to be more than going back and forth. Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. If you haven't heard yet, there is a homeschool conference coming up. It's the first one that Educate for Life is putting on. I'm very excited. Uh, you may or may not know this. Tim Tebow was homeschooled himself by uh, his mother along with his four siblings. And uh, back in 1982, Pam Tebow, his mother, started homeschooling. She was kind of a homeschool pioneer before it was popular to homeschool, and uh, which is becoming more and more popular, by the way. But um, San Diego County, this is San Diego County's only homeschool conference. It's August 4th and 5th. It's going to be presented by the Creation and Earth History Museum in Santee uh, in partnership with uh, my ministry, Educate for Life. We are very excited about it. Hope you can join us. Uh, you can register online at registereducateforlife.com. Today, my guest is David Jones. Uh, We also had on Blaine Adamson and uh, Jim Campbell, Attorney Jim Campbell with the Alliance Defending Freedom. David Jones is telling us his story about how uh, he was fired from the Sweetwater School District because he would not call a girl a boy. And he struggled over this issue. Uh, David, when you you, um, left off the last uh, segment, you were talking about how um, you you had – four kids and another on the way. Mm -hmm. So is that going through your mind too, as you're trying to make a decision about this? It absolutely is. We, we also owned a house and there's obviously just a lot of responsibilities. And so I'm thinking about those and just the, um, I guess the anxiety, if that's the right word of trying to do the right thing, Mm. that's really what I wanted to do. I didn't want to misrepresent Christ by being, uh, you know, doing something inappropriate. And so I wanted to do the right thing. And that was probably the most important thing on my mind is I didn't want to misstep. This is significant. I didn't want to misstep and misrepresent. Mm. Now, uh, in your mind, how would you misrepresent Christ? Because again, some people are thinking to themselves, look at the best representation of Christ is to look at this young girl, recognize that she's got struggles in her own life that she's even thinking this way. And why wouldn't you just help her and support her and love her through this rather than creating conflict and just call her a he and, you know, figure out another way to, to represent Christ. Well, um, so how are you thinking to yourself, uh, this is going to violate 
uh, or, or misrepresent Christ. Well, it's exactly that. That's how I thought it could is maybe I should just go along, you know, mm-hmm. and, and um, I, one of the things I learned most through this, I think probably the most significant thing I learned through this ordeal was something, I call it truth first. Um, truth first, like I've had some Christians actually approach me and they were, uh, they were bothered by the fact that I took a stand here. And, you know, I, on one hand, I can understand that, but having got, had to go through that and think it through, I've learned that truth comes first. And that's almost counterintuitive because we hear these, you know, there are scriptures that say love is the most important. Love is the greatest, you know, be a servant of all, Jesus yeah. said. Yeah. But I had to understand that before you could even say those things, you have to say, the truth of the word of God is the most important thing. Otherwise, you couldn't even claim those things were true. Oh, that's really good. And so you have those saying love is the greatest or um, be a servant of all is the is the greatest are built on the foundation that the word of God is truth. And so truth has to come first. Wow, that's really good. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just thinking as you're saying that, that makes so much sense because if— there's if if truth is just an opinion, then mm-hmm. what that means is that loving a person is just an opinion. Whether that loving a person is good is just an opinion, and and if the word of God is true, then it tells us the proper way to love. Exactly. So so you've got to put truth first, and then find out what truth says is the right way to act. Exactly. And a great example of this is how to is disciplining your children. You know, some folks will take a non-disciplinarian role when um, training up their children, but the Bible is actually super clear on how to train your children and discipline your children, and it's counterintuitive to today's culture. Mm. But if you take a truth-first stance and say, I'm going to look at the Word of God and and go with truth first, it tells you how to love your children. It says, if you spare the rod, you hate your child. And that is super counterintuitive to our culture, but that's what truth first does is it puts things into place. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah, and um, and Jesus Christ said, I, I always found this very interesting. I was actually down at the beach um, sharing the gospel this past weekend, and I was talking to a Hindu, and he said to me, I really like Jesus. I really like Jesus. Jesus is great. Um, and he said, there's one thing I didn't like about what Jesus said. And I said, oh, what, what is that? He said, well, there's a, a scripture where it says that Jesus didn't come to bring peace. He came to bring a sword. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh my goodness, <clears throat> this is so important because that verse is basically saying what, excuse me, <clears throat> that verse is basically saying what you're, you're talking about right now is Jesus did not come to bring peace um, or, or he, didn't, he, he didn't come to sacrifice truth on the altar of peace, meaning truth first, just what you're saying. Mm-hmm. If, if peace uh, has to be um, if truth has to be sacrificed to bring pre- peace, then Christ is going to bring truth before He brings peace. Absolutely, yeah. And it's not peace first. It's not peace first. That's right. And a lot of people say unity first over truth, but you can't really have unity without truth. And and unity is supposed to be surrounded. Um, is supposed to be based on truth. Absolutely. What is love built upon? How do you properly love somebody? How do you how do you have unity with somebody? What is that built upon? You have to have objective underlying truth in order to do that. Otherwise, we descend into a moral 
relativist, basically opinions are everything kind of thing, and everybody gets to make up their own ideas about what's good and what's bad versus um, building it upon the, the word of God. Yes. That's powerful. So – so uh, keep let's keep going here with the story. So you're you're struggling with this now. Mm-hmm. Did you talk to um you, you talk to a variety of people? They're giving you different opinions. What caused you to eventually go? You know what? This is the decision I've got to make. Oh, and I also want to talk about is why why is your decision to continue to call her a girl? Mm-hmm. Um, why is that something that has to do with truth? What what's the issue there? Why did you feel like you were violating God's word? If you were to call her a boy instead of a girl, well, sure, because she is a girl, and that is the truth. And as rudimentary as that sounds, I think that is the truth. And I, you look at the Bible um, in several places, God talks about gender, and it's super important to Him. Um, in Deuteronomy twenty-two, He talks about men wearing with them women's clothing and women wearing men's clothing. That's it was inappropriate. Hmm. Um, you go to Apostle Paul. He talked about hairstyles and, and kind of confusing genders with hairstyles. Jesus talked about it from the beginning, God made them male and female. And so we know that this is important to God. And um, there's loads of verses that talk about speaking truth. And in Ephesians 4, uh Apostle Paul says, let no corrupt word proceed from your mouth. And I, I just really feel like that is, that this is actually the scripture that really took me there. I was like, that is a corrupt word. I mm. felt like I was not only not speaking the truth, but it was, it was corrupt. It was a corruption of the truth. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my guest today is David Jones. We, we're, we're coming up on a break here, but we have one more segment left. We're going to finish this off and talk about um, what happened after David uh, basically told the administration, listen, I'm not going to call this girl a boy. I'm not willing to do that. I'm not willing to – you know, this violates the, – the idea that somebody would call a girl a boy is asking somebody to basically violate no, not only the word of God but just basic – science, right? This is a, this is a girl. This is a boy. Um, and it's weird that our culture is in a place where it's distorting those things and saying, no, it, we can be whatever we want to be, right? What a bizarre place to be. We'll be right back. Did you know that Denver Broncos quarterback Tim Tebow was homeschooled along with all four of his siblings by his mom, Pam Tebow? You're invited to hear Pam share how to successfully educate your children with a biblical worldview at San Diego County's only homeschool conference. Hear local experts as they give you the tools you'll need to help you teach your children. Don't miss the Educate for Life Homeschool Conference Friday and Saturday, August 4th and 5th, presented by the Creation and Earth History Museum in Santee, featuring worship with Michael Sanchez of The Voice, well-known local Bible teacher and radio host Tom Cantor, Pat Roy, creator of the Jonathan Park Creation Adventure audio drama series, and Educate for Life's Kevin Conover. Learn more, become an exhibitor, or register online now at Register Educate 
EducateForLife.com. That's RegisterEducateForLife.com. For 36 years, Fastlane Kayaking has helped people like you experience everything that's great about San Diego. Fastlane makes fishing and water sports fun and easy. Hobie Cat kayaks feature a popular pedal system, not paddles, keeping your hands free as you fish. You no longer need to tow and gas up a boat to experience great San Diego fishing. Call or come in for your no-charge demo ride. 619-222-0766. FastlaneSailing.com. At Dana Landing Marina across from SeaWorld. 619-222-0766. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teachings. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. I will cast my cares on you. Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My website's educateforlife.org. If you haven't checked out my site, um, I have an online school that basically um, teaches students, but also adults, anybody who's interested. I teach them all about the Bible and all the questions that come up that pertain to the Bible. Um, everything about creation and evolution, world religions, how do you know our religion's the right, the right religion? Uh, can you actually tell which faith is true and which is false? Um, we also cover things like, <clears throat> excuse me, the issue of abortion, of course, the issue of homosexuality. Why is God opposed to homosexuality? Why is it such a big deal? Um, we cover things like, how do you know the, the Bible is actually God's word and is inspired? How do you know it has been changed? All these sorts of things. So please check it out if you if you get a chance. We also have a homeschool conference coming up August 4th and 5th. Pam Tebow is going to be speaking. Tim Tebow's mom. She is a homeschool pioneer, homeschooled all five of her kids. And she's there to inspire and encourage uh, parents who have decided uh, that they're going to take on the monumental task of homeschooling their kids. Um, that is a big undertaking, and uh, but well, well worth it. So uh, my guest today is David Jones. And we've been talking about what's happening in the workplace specifically with um, discrimination and persecution uh, against Christians. And specifically what I mean by that, I'm not trying to like hype something up that doesn't exist. There's a lot of people out there that say, what? Christians in America aren't persecuted. But uh, uh, on a certain level, they are. If your ability to make money is jeopardized by what you believe, then that's persecution. And my friend here today in studio with me, who actually has helped me tremendously on the curriculum also that I was just talking about, um, he uh, lost his job because of his conviction that to call a girl a boy um, would actually be violating his conscience. Because the Bible is very clear that God made two sexes and that's it. He made men and he made women. Now, of course, um, there are different... There, there are people have different feelings about their sexuality, but when it comes to biology, there are men and there are women. Now, of course, there are men that feel more feminine or have more feminine, what we would typically call feminine characteristics, and there are men who have, uh, I'm sorry, there are women who have more masculine characteristics, but that doesn't mean that there are no male and female. There's still biological men and women, regardless of how, how a person feels, right? We have what, what we would call objective facts, and then we have what we would call subjective opinions. Uh, a subjective opinion would be, um, I like chocolate ice cream. An objective fact would be, ice cream exists, right? And so, 
when we deal with sexuality, male and female, an objective fact is there are biologically males and there are biologically women. Um, a subjective opinion might be um, you act like a male or you act like a girl, right? That's more of a subjective opinion. And so uh, this is important to discuss. So, David, <clears throat> you were telling me that um, you f- finally came to the conclusion this is the right thing to do. Um, this is what I need to do. And how would you tell somebody this is the loving thing to do that you chose to do? And um, then tell us what happened after you made that decision. Sure. Um, that's a tough one. This is the loving thing to do. I I, I think um, supporting s- someone's um, misconceptions about themselves is probably the easiest way to answer that. But as I said before, I came from this from a truth first um, situation. And honestly, that's where I had to lay my foundation. And I, I think sometimes that's that's all you have. Hmm. In this instance, I did really know my back was going to be up against the wall. I was pretty nervous. Uh, eventually, um, I got another email um, that I was told to that she was going to change her name. And so my little plan of just only using you know her name and not just avoid the pronouns that that wasn't going to work and i decided at that point um i i'm going to have to you know meet this head on i said i can i can try to dodge this one but eventually i'm going to be whether it's this issue this this particular situation or another one i'm going to have to stand up I knew that. Like, that was clear to me at that moment. I had mm. clarity. I'm going to have to stand. And I said, this is this is the time I'm going to stand. And so I just had a simple conversation with the student and said, I'm, I've gotten the emails, but I've decided not to use, you know, male pronouns. And I'm just going to use the name, your legal name. And I thought, you know, I didn't hear from her or anybody else for a couple of weeks. And I thought, oh, man, it just must have blown over. I must have worked this up in my mind bigger than it was. Yeah. But suddenly, you know, the hammer came down and I was suddenly escorted, not escorted, but asked to come into the principal's office and shown a whole bunch of legal documentation. And then actually that was the assistant principal's office. They thought I was just going to, you know, bend over to their will right yeah. then and there. But yeah. I, I said, you know, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to do that. And they said, oh, well, let's go talk to the principal, which we did. And, um, you know, it just escalated from there. Mm. And um, eventually it took about six months, but eventually I was let go from that from that particular teacher teaching position. Yeah. And and uh, as of, you know, as far as we know, no uh, legal representation has said that this is a case that you could win in court. Yeah. Unfortunately, I've, I've talked to several um, – attorneys that would be, you know, uh, on my side and yeah. they've all said, yeah, unfortunately just this, this just isn't really a winnable case. Yeah. And yet this is something that's happening more and more. Um, you're not the only teacher to be let go, um, because they wouldn't call somebody, um, the opposite sex. I, I I've read several articles about this that it happened in Texas in an elementary school and several other states. And this is going to continue to be, be an issue as people continue to say, hey, I can, I can be whatever sex I want. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, so you were let go, and at this time you've moved on and, you, and you're not going to um, fight this anymore. No. Um, I, I didn't never have a feeling of, hey, I want to fight this. Like I, I, I wasn't angry. Yeah. 
Um, but I had numerous people around me. My wife was probably the most supportive of those who she was really bothered by the situation. One fact I haven't mentioned yet is that even from the original email from the counselors, even though I was told I had to use male pronouns in speaking with the student, yeah, I was told I had to use female pronouns with in talking with the parents. That's because the parents didn't know. So they and were asking you to lie essentially. They were telling me I had to deceive the parents. I couldn't I I could not communicate what was happening to the parents. And obviously as a mom, my wife was most bothered by that. She yeah. was like that is horrible. And this this is horrible. And yeah. so she I had like I said numerous friends and family around me that was very supportive. My wife was very very bothered and um honestly that made it really easy. Uh, in a sense, to stand, I get didn't make it easy, but that made it very much easier because she was so supportive. She was so bothered. Um, we ended up talking with my kids and just kind of telling them what was going on. And we, you know, brought up Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And, and those are great examples. Exactly. I mean, yeah. You we know, will, I always, we I, will not bow down. Yeah. You know? I always thought to myself, you know. Uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego could have just bowed down and been like, "But we don't really, we don't, we are not really worshiping the the yeah. idol." You know, we just had a tire shoot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. And so, um, there's so many examples in the Bible where God doesn't expect us to hide. Um, our faith. And that's, that is the struggle sometimes being a mm-hmm. Christian is that we're supposed to be outward about not, not to, tr- to look for the easy escape, you know? Mm-hmm. And so um, thank you so much for your example and for standing for truth and for trying to do the right thing, despite uh, the consequences, the very real consequences that you faced. You bet. Well, uh, this has been a fantastic show. Um, there's so much more to talk about. I just recently interviewed Dean Broyles also, who is an attorney defending um, or, or defending parents who don't want uh, improper sex education in the high schools, which is going to the San Diego City schools right now. Um, that Look that show up if you haven't listened to it um, and get involved. There's so much stuff going on right now in our culture to be involved in, to make a difference, to be a light for Christ, um, and to be loving too. Um, we are... We praise the truth, we love the truth, but we love people too. And the reason we love people is because we love the truth. It goes hand in hand. You can't you can't have truth and not have love. You can't have love and not have truth. It just goes hand in hand. So thanks for being here today. I hope you have a fantastic Saturday. Hope to see you August 4th and 5th at the Homeschool Conference here in San Diego, California. Did you miss part of today's program? Visit EducateForLife.com for podcasts and video recordings of the show and to sign up for the School of Unshakable Faith. Leave us your comments, compliments, questions, or concerns at 800-243-9719 or email KevCon at EducateForLife.com. That's K-E-V-C-O-N at EducateForLife.com. You will always be much more to me.